0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc, episode number 373. Maybe I should have asked her first, like, what do you want to sell for? Because what if she only wanted 15000 Now, I'm making this number up. But the thing is, you start to learn. And the only way you're learning, Pierre, which is so brilliant is you're just out there taking massive imperfect action. You're not out there being a perfectionist. You're not out there being an expert. You literally have said it like five times on the podcast. I knew nothing. Like, I know nothing. (laughs) I went out there and I just made this offer. And you're learning along the way. So I try to make sure all of our listeners understanding like the brilliance behind so far everything you're sharing is You didn't wait for a perfect plan. You're just out there taking massive imperfect action.
1: This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Woo!
0: You're listening to another episode here at Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffine, and I will be hosting today's podcast episode and super excited to be with you guys today. For those of you that are new, and maybe this is your first time listening to us, we want to extend a huge welcome And what we're going to be going over today is wholesaling. So wholesaling is just simply the art of finding deeply discounted properties that then you can turn for a profit. So there's many ways you can exit when you find these deals. There's many ways. Keeping it as a rental or fix and flip or some people just simply assign it or sell it to another investor. So we're going to talk about those strategies today. We're going to be interviewing just a guest today that's going to break down step by step how he just recently did his first wholesale deal. So get out a piece of paper, get out a pen, and get ready to jot down the gold nuggets that he's going to share with you today because these little action items that he took to get this deal are the same action items you can take to go get your first deal. So get ready. Today we have Pierre Harb. He is from Cleveland, Ohio. He's only been doing this for just a couple months. So he joined the tribe back in uh, November, just a couple months ago in 2019. And he's already done his first deal. He's going to talk about the details of this. He's only doing it part-time. And a majority of the people, when they get involved in wholesaling, are only doing it part-time. So For those out there thinking, oh man, I don't know if I could do this because I have a full-time job, just like Pierre and many others, they all have full-time jobs. So we're going to deep dive this and get going right now. So Pierre, my man, how in the heck are you doing? Hey, Cody. I'm so good, man. So pumped to be here. How are you doing? I am super excited. So the the podcast is fun because I love seeing... As I announce this, I, I just kind of get my chills. I kind of get a huge smile, and, and maybe people can hopefully hear my smile through this, uh, through the audio. But I, I read just through what I just do, introducing to you that you've only been doing this a couple months and you're already doing deals, which is very, very impressive. I love hearing this. But let's talk about maybe what got you into wholesaling because. You have a full-time job. Maybe tell them exactly what it is you do currently and what got you into uh, wanting to become a wholesaler or get involved in wholesaling.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So my family runs a, uh, it's a family business construction company and that's my full-time job. I I mainly work out of the office. Occasionally, if uh, we're shorthanded, I'll go out and work on the field. That's my full-time job. How I discovered wholesaling, basically, was it was one evening. I'm kind of just chilling out relaxing watching YouTube, and a video pops up about how you can get into real estate investing with no money. And I'm thinking, "Uh, that's interesting. Let's watch it. I watch it. That night is when I decided I'm going to begin wholesaling. I did some more research on it, and I quickly stumbled upon Wholesaling Inc., and I was religiously listening to the podcast. I mean, every (laughs) single episode, you know just from one to the next to the next to the next and that was like that that was so much inspiration so much motivation
0: and what's uh, the time frame when you're breaking this down like you 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 began to take the action join the tribe in November how long prior to this were you listening and learning about wholesaling before you actually got involved with it
2: yes it was about a month month and a half from the time that i first discovered wholesaling to the time where i joined the tribe and it was maybe two weeks after I discovered wholesaling when I scheduled a call with the tribe. Skylar called me and uh, we spent like we spent probably an hour on the phone that day. And I don't know, I just wasn't ready to do it. I wasn't ready to uh, <laughs> take the plunge. And then finally, you guys you guys put out this this offer that I couldn't say no to For it was it was the Black Friday offer. OK, so, OK. So, and that was I mean, I couldn't say no to that, so that's black
0: Friday twenty nineteen was when I joined the tribe. You jumped in and you got going, so let's get right to the meat and potatoes. This is good stuff, so you you listened to the podcast for about a month, and then you're like, hey, let's let's have a conversation. let's see if this makes sense to go further and uh, and here we are now, you're not on the listening end of this podcast. you're the actual voice today, brother, and so this is. This is huge. And here in the next little bit, you're going to hear a victory bell rang for you. Like you're no longer the one listening to it being rang for someone else. This is your baby right here. So I'm super excited to have you as the guest. And I know there's many out there that this story is going to resonate with and and really connect with. So, let's get going. So, talk to us first of all, when it comes to uh you're in Cleveland, Ohio, how did you come across this particular lead? What was the marketing or what were the maybe let's break down the marketing channel and the list or how you came across this lead in general.
2: So, the the way that I got this lead was it's almost unbelievable. I'm sure every wholesaler tries this, but it's so rare that you actually get a deal. From this marketing channel, it was a completely free lead. It was uh, it was just a Craigslist ad. It was a Craigslist ad I posted, and maybe four days after I posted, I get a call from this lady, and she's telling me how uh, the owner had just passed away. She takes ownership of the house. It gets passed on to her.
0: So she's like and, the heir, like a child of this. Of is she like a, a child of the individual that was that passed away?
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. So from listening to the podcast, I had already um, kind of like figured out that first step would be make an appointment. So I immediately schedule an appointment. Now keep in mind, this is in the very, very beginning
0: of like the tribe, you know, the tribe. course. So you're going to the course and yeah. you don't even know actually what you're supposed to do. doing. you're just like, but I can't, I can't miss the opportunity. So I'm going to go take imperfect action.
2: Right. Exactly. And like, and, and I mean, so at this point, I hadn't learned so much more just from the podcast than the actual tribe, because again, it was like two days into, the, into being in the tribe. So, you know, I mean, how much could I possibly have learned? So <laughs> I book the appointment. I go out there and I have no idea how much the house is worth, how much an investor would pay for the house, how to evaluate, you know, what the house is going to take. All I can tell is that the house is a total teardown yeah, and it needs yeah. a ton of work.
0: Well, let's pause right here because I think this is crucial. I think this is what's beautiful about wholesaling in the first place is you're mentioning some things that I think is key because there's many, many of us. In fact, even when I first got involved, I knew very little about real estate. I did own a home. And so I did know that I signed this big like two inch thick stack of paper. And me and my wife had eyes like that were just huge looking at these papers like, oh my goodness, we're we're paying $1. Forty five, but yet at the end of the thirty years, it's as if we paid like three hundred and fifty thousand. Just keep signing, it just keeps like we're just like okay, whatever. Like we did. That's as far as we knew about real estate. And many of our listeners are in the same state. They're like, oh man, can this really happen? Like I don't know anything about real estate. The beautiful thing is you're stating exactly this. Like I knew nothing. I go out to this home. It's a complete teardown. It's in bad shape, but I don't know what the price is. I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't know this. And this should give every one of us that are listening today that you don't have to be an expert in real estate because Pierre was no expert and probably would still tell himself, I am nowhere near expert. I'm not an expert in real estate. That's the beauty of this business. So keep going. You don't know the stats, you don't know anything. You just know that it's in bad shape. It needs a lot of work. Keep going.
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm walking through the house with the owner, with the seller, and she's just telling me about how much of a liability it is, how much of a headache this is. She can't get like she can't get the house insured because of the condition it's in and like it, it's nothing but a major liability and a burden on her. I mean, she did not want this house. And I even talked to her. I was like, you know, you could fix it up. It's a duplex. You could turn this into a nice rental. Is that something you'd consider? And she, and she kept saying, no, no, no. I just want to sell it. I want nothing to do with this house. And then I, uh, I even talked to her about, you know, you, why, don't, why don't you list it with a, with a real estate agent? And, uh, and she was like, absolutely not. A real estate agent's going to want me to dump a ton of money into it and, you know, fix it up and make it beautiful.
0: So, Pierre, like, okay. you're doing some incredible things here. I mean, let's even pause here because I want these gold nuggets to be recognized because sometimes we'll listen to a podcast and we'll be like, okay, at what point is the gold nugget when gold is literally flying out of your mouth every second? So I, if I catch you, know that it's because you're saying so many things that are just good for everyone to hear that I may pause you here and there. But it's it's this, guys. If you heard Pierre, he said he even suggested, so it's a servant's mindset. Pierre went out there to serve this individual. Hey. This is a great area. What if you fixed it up and kept it as a rental? So many times in our minds, we think if we suggest that, that they're just going to all of a sudden say, oh, yeah, you know, I have never thought of that. I'm going to keep it as a rental. The best part is by saying that, you actually reveal some of their pains, or you might reveal that all these options are not really options to them. So by him suggesting that, it doesn't open her mind up to just saying, "Um, yeah, maybe I will keep it as a rental it will now reveal why she doesn't want a rental. So she said, no, I don't want to do that. And she says, well, then Pierre says something brilliant. Why don't you list this with a real estate agent? And she just like, no, like realtor's not an option. They're going to make me want to dump a lot of money to this. I don't want to do that. So you've presented two options. Really, there's only a third option here. And that's to go with someone like you, an investor. So keep going.
2: Yeah. So at this point, it's it's time for for me to make an offer. And... I have absolutely no clue. <laughs> so I just throw, you know, I just throw a number out there and I go, you know, it's a cash offer. You know, you're not going to be responsible for any real estate commissions, no closing costs, nothing, 25000 And she had just under $1,800 in back taxes. Yep. And I go, so, so my offer was 25000 and I'll cover the back taxes. She immediately goes, deal, I'll sign. So I'm pumped. I mean, obviously in my head, I'm like, wow, I could have gotten that so much cheaper. But yeah, I am, I'm pumped because it's my first appointment, first deal, first offer, she accepts it. I mean, I'm just,
0: I'm blown away, you know? So this happened quick, though. It escalated quick, meaning you just go in there and you're like, ah, 25 k And you don't even know really at this point, you're like, okay, I hope this is a price that makes sense. I'm just going to throw out a number. But I think what's yeah. brilliant is you caught yourself and you're also like, yes, you're excited. You get your first deal under contract, but you're also able to learn from that saying, oh man, maybe I should have asked her first, like what do you want to sell for? Because what if she only wanted 15,000? Now I'm making this number up, but the thing is you start to learn and the only way you're learning, Pierre, which is so brilliant is you're just out there taking massive imperfect action. You're not out there being a perfectionist. You're not out there being an expert. You literally have said it like five times on the podcast. I knew nothing. Like, I know nothing. (laughs) I went out there and I just made this offer. And you're learning along the way. So I try to make sure all of our listeners understanding like the brilliance behind so far everything you're sharing is you didn't wait for a perfect plan. You're just out there taking massive imperfect action. So you're out there, you get the $25,000 offer. She says yes. Let's keep going, my man. Yeah, so very
2: next day, I start trying to market it to the very, very tiny buyers list I have. I think there was 50 or less people on this buyers list. And I know I, know I, need, I, know I need at least 150. Uh huh. So I start looking for somebody who does have at least 150. And I find a guy that located in Arizona. I don't even remember how I found this guy. He's in Arizona, but uh-huh. he does virtual deals all over and he has buyers all over. So in the meantime, I'm still finding more buyers, marketing to more people. And there's there's a guy that contacts me and he goes, Hey, I have I have a bunch of buyers. Now this guy, this guy comes into play later. I tell the guy from Arizona, he said we'll keep him as a later resort. So and later on, he'll come back into into play. So I'm uh, I'm trying to find buyers and I'm getting really really low offers on this house. So I realized that I definitely got it. I got it under contract way too high. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. I I call and I you know I call call the seller. And I tell her that you know it, we're we're not gonna be able to make a deal happen. We gotta cancel it. And she jumps to, well why? And I tell her you know the price is too high. It's not gonna be a deal. And then she goes make me an offer.
0: So now you know, like, okay, she still wants to move forward. I think here's something key. Let's stop here for just two seconds, Pierre, because many of us, yeah. if we think we have to cancel a contract means, ah, oh, I just killed the deal. They're going to be ticked off at me, and they're not going to want to move forward. And you didn't have to do any kind of justification or some long story. You just simply said, hey, I'm going to have to cancel. And she's like, why? And you're like, the numbers don't work. So many times we start to talk. like um, I compare it to like when you're at a theme park. My kids love Disney when you go up to the ride, all the person needs to say is keep your arms, hands and feet inside the cart until it comes to complete stop. Like enjoy. And so many times we start to think like we have to say more than, than just to the point. Hey, I've got to cancel. The prices don't work. And if you can just keep it short, you'll see that this seller also said, um, okay, well make me an offer. So keep going. This is, this is good. Like I hope even you're right in some of these downs cuz maybe you're maybe you're noticing this but if you're not noticing it man you're saying some incredible things that is setting you up for this this win that we're going to talk about so keep going
2: So she goes make me an offer I just spit out another number and I go 12 grand And uh and she goes okay I'll take it So I um I send her an addendum and then I contact everybody who had offered me anything above 12 grand at that point to mm-hmm. just kind of see, you know Let's move forward. Let's get this done. And nobody wants to move forward with that. Everybody's saying it's a good deal, but it's just gonna require so much work and so much time before before we get it rented out. So I'm just sitting and waiting, sitting and waiting, and you know, just trying to find more and more people, contacting everybody. Finally, the the guy that I signed the agreement with, he gets contacted by the same guy that we said, well, we're going to put him on the back burner. And if we need him, we'll contact him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. yep.
0: Nope. This totally okay. makes
2: sense. Okay. So, so the guy contacts me and he goes, yeah, there's, there there's somebody that wants to work with us. He says he has a buyer and his buyer will pay 19 grand. So I then find out that it's the same guy from the beginning. <laughs> and you know, this, this whole deal could have been done and way quicker if we just if we just said yes to him way back then.
0: Yep, but, yep.
2: So that's a lesson learned all in itself. Yep. So his buyer offers nineteen grand, and we didn't even argue with it at that point. I uh, I accept his offer. I call the uh, I call the seller back, and I get it down again. I get the price down again to ten thousand three hundred fifteen dollars. So we ended up getting the house. All in ten thousand three hundred fifteen dollars, and we pay the uh, the back taxes, which were just under eighteen hundred bucks. And uh, we
0: sold we sold the contract for nineteen grand. Okay, nineteen thousand dollars. So now let's do some math on this. This one was just they put the home under contract, and then it's an assignable agreement or assignable contract, and they sold the rights to it. They sold the contract so that someone else could go close on it in behalf of them. So. You end up selling this for nineteen thousand. I'm assuming there's a split. What did you ultimately get from it? That was like this is my cut of it.
2: My cut was four thousand six hundred seventy four dollars and fifty two cents.
0: And fifty two cents. Hold on one second, Pierre. You know what's coming, my man. Hold on. <laughs>
2: i have been waiting for that nonstop. i've been been dreaming about that bell being rung for me
0: uh well then i'm gonna do something one up over and above i am going to have Anne, who is on my team mail you out a personal victory bell that you can hang out on your wall so that you can ring one whenever your heart desires and every time you get a deal going (laughs) forward in the future how's that
2: Hell
0: yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll make sure I got it now. Jot it in the notes. Deliver Bell to Pierre. Okay, so $4,000, a little over $4,500 in a, in a sign fee. If you were to name, just so people start to see like the whole process, if you were to put like a number to it in hours that you worked on the deal from the first time you talked to him until closing, how many hours of your time was involved in this? you sure you want to know that yes yes
2: yes all right this deal i think i learned as much in this deal as you know i normally would have over 100 deals yep this deal was i mean it was just such a pain in the neck all in i think i probably spent like
0: 45 hours in it okay 45 man hour, like you were involved 45 hours, whether it's calling people or, or calling the seller or renegotiating the contract or trying to find buyers. 45 hours, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing though. Did you feel like those 45 hours? I know you just said it. Do you feel like what you were able to take away from this deal? Not necessarily, okay, what does that equate to 45 hours into 4,600 bucks, which is still above average pay, which is still a great pay. Are you looking at this though? And you think, okay, yes, I got paid a little over 4,500, a little over 4,600 dollars. But the learning that you were able to be part of, I would probably venture to say that that was priceless. Is that true?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's so important to me that this all happened as my first deal cuz I I couldn't have asked for a better deal. You know, like a lot of people probably have been like, "Yeah, I wish I wish this deal was easier. I wish it was quicker. I wish it wasn't so difficult. This is only it's only my first deal. It shouldn't be this hard." But I'm so glad that this was my first deal because this one deal has prepared me so much more for every every deal to come than, you know, I mean I learned it so quick just off one deal. I learned so much so fast off of that one deal as opposed to, you know, a, a year of deals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I am super proud of you. This is exactly what we hope for in anyone that is either listening to the podcast or like yourself is part of the tribe and is going through the mentorship program. This is exactly what we hope for is that ultimately you're receiving more value than you ever paid in price, but that you're receiving more value that will teach you how to do this now over and over again. Because now that you've done a deal, Pierre, your confidence now just boosts up. Your belief is no longer this faith-based belief. Now it's fact. It's like, I've done it. I know it works and it works for me. And so it's going to be like a snowball effect. You're going to see this momentum start to take place with you. And I'm super excited to, uh, to hear in the near future what two thousand and twenty looks like for you when we check back in a few months and see how this is going, how the momentum 's going, and ultimately you have the opportunity at some future point that if you wanted to do this full time you 're going to start to see how you can start to make that actually a reality so super excited for you, Pierre. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast and sharing what you shared with us today. But before we go, we always have two questions. I know you listen to the podcast a ton, so you know it's coming. So I'm going to ask you the first question. What book have you read recently that has been game-changing for you? Something that has helped you become who you are today?
2: Uh, There's two. Can I name two? Sure. So number one is Rhinocer's Success.
0: Yeah, Scott
2: Alexander. He's a rock star. Yeah. And number two Definitely. I mean, any everybody should read this book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity.
0: Such a good, good book based on just having an abundant mindset. Um, yeah. Th- those are two, two great books. Okay. Question number two is, looking back, knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would have done differently if you were to start over again? Or is there anything you would have done the same? I don't think I would have done anything differently.
2: I think all the mistakes that I did make were, I mean that that was like a fail forward type of thing. I know, I know the tribe preaches that, and and that's exactly how it was. So I am grateful for every mistake that I made and I would not have done it any differently.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So you're grateful. This is what's cool to hear for those of you listening. Showing gratitude for the mistakes, showing gratitude for the failures that people would call failures, when indeed those mistakes, those failures are actually our greatest, greatest stepping blocks to make us become someone greater and someone better. So thank you for sharing that wisdom. Thank you for sharing those books. And ultimately, thank you for inspiring and motivating our listeners today to give them the desire to get out of their own way and get out there and start acting much upon these same principles and action that you took so they can get one step closer. So thank you so much, Pierre, for being with us today.
2: Oh, yeah. It's it's my pleasure. Anytime. Can I put my contact information out there?
0: Sure you can. Sure you can. Cool. Uh, You may get blown up. That's all I want you to know.
2: (laughs) I'd be happy to. Anybody who's uh, who's looking for any kind of help, uh, any kind of uh, pointers, tips, I know I'm no expert. It's only been one deal. But from this one deal, I promise you, I've learned as much as a a normal 50 or 100 deals would teach you. So so anybody who's looking for some help, please give me a call. 216-212-9602.
0: 216-212-9602. Awesome. Awesome. Pierre, you are the man. Thank you so much. And for all of you listeners today, Rhino Nation, thank you so much for being with us today. And get ready. We're going to be bringing the heat. We're doing this now five days a week. So every single day, you can listen to a brand new podcast episode. And if you are ready, go to that next step. And you're looking for us to help you build your wholesaling business to get you consistently doing deals so that you too can get on this podcast and share your inspiration, your motivation to this great nation, head on over to www.wholesalinginc.com where you can book a call with our team and begin the conversation to see if it's a good fit. Until next time, guys, get out there and take massive imperfect action, and we'll see you on the next episode. God bless.